Is that two weeks already? Hello, I'm Kelly, and this is the Gentleman Makers Shedcast. It's Friday, 28th of January, 2022. Um, a whole two weeks since the last episode, which seems just like yesterday. Uh, Tempest Fugit, indeed. What's that on screen there? No idea. Ah, uh, <laughs> So, what have I been up to? Obviously, there's been lots of procrastination. What creative person functions without some of that? And in no particular order, and mostly because, of course, I can't remember, here's some things. Having taken my wood-turning lathe to pieces, Clark 37-inch, and why not, of course, I get asked to make a thing that would normally be turned. Taking the little job on, of course, without a lathe seemed worthwhile. It was to make a replacement handle for a wood-burning stove complete with uh, an embedded M6 threaded rod sticking out of the end. The handle, that is, end of the handle, not the stove. A very suitable piece of sapel, or sapelli, or sapili, however you say it, I don't know, uh, became suitable after I'd cut it down a little on the table saw uh, to make a square, square section anyway. Drilled it one end and epoxied a length threaded rod in, I chuck that in the oven to cure, as it's a trifle cold in the shed, which is definitely not full of trifles. A great shame if ever there was one. I like a trifle. When it had uh, sufficiently cured in the oven, uh, it smelt nice, I, I popped that into my electric drill and then sanded down against the belt sander until the desired shape emerged. Perfect. Nice and smooth. Hand sand with a, a finer grade of paper, a bit of wax, bit of warmth to get the wax in, bit of polishing, bit more wax, bit of polishing, then delivered. Very happy customer. The customer in question is a, a glass artist. She makes many things in a, what you call it, a stained glass style, you know, um, cut coloured glass with, with uh, the, the metal edging, framing, whatever you call it. I don't know, I'm not a cane glass artist, <laughs> a stained glass artist. <laughs> I'm an arst artist, yes. I'm not an artist, I used to be. Not anymore. Where have I gone? Here we go. Fortunately, all the trifles from the shed had buggered off by the afternoon and the laser could function. It does not like the very cold. Fulfilled an order for some laser-cut MDF shapes that make up part of a merry-go-round uh, science kit for a customer that teaches science across loads of schools. Uh, and again, a very happy customer. I took the opportunity to laser-cut a cardboard tray to put the, the the laser cut pieces in and that made him smile a little bit of extra do a little bit of extra on every job something they're not expecting so but i'm thinking though if all my customers are very happy maybe i'm not charging enough there must be some kind of balance to be had between slightly grumpy customer paying a high price and exceedingly happy customer thinking they've had you over pricing is is one of those things isn't it i had some advice recently from none other than joel crawford and Tim Sway as well. I'm going to sneeze. Had some advice from those two about pricing. And I've watched Jenny and Davis and their how to price things. And between the two, I'm coming up with a fairly consistent, happy way to price jobs. Good news. Overall, I can't help but feel frustrated that I'm not doing everything all at once. I know you, you can't eat a mountain until you've taken the first spoonful, but still. Things often seem like I'm standing under an enormous egg timer. The mass of sand stuck, though, on a single 
obstinate grain. I might well be that grain, but I'm not quite certain. Sometimes having too many projects in mind means that not a single thing gets done. Maybe those thoughts are the multitude of sand above me, but it, it seems like too much. Uh, so even getting out of bed is, is a milestone and therefore an achievement. And switching to that sort of thought that, well, I've done a thing, you've progressed a step, that's what can get you through the day. Bring on the projects. I've got a lot of projects. I'm not complaining. I'm very happy. <laughs> Positivity, you see, that's the thing. It's definitely working. Uh, as I've done other things, not just the, the aforementioned commissions, I've just finished, in fact, I've not long been back from installing a small cabinet for a customer. Uh, in, it went in their hallway, Instagram pictures to show, and it was just to cover their um, BT infrastructure, the, the cabling, the plugs, etc., etc., tidied up a bit. Not, not, not a dangly mess anymore. Well, whilst I'm not 100% enthused at visiting other people's houses and working in them, because uh, you never know what you're going to find, Making the cabinet was interesting, the design, etc., construction. And I deliberately slowed right down and took much more time than I usually would. Therefore, of course, I made a much better job than I otherwise would have done. And that's given me more confidence. I know I can repeat the lessons learned and progress a little. Still, when fizzing it this morning, the walls in the house are plasterboard. It's a new build house. And I took fittings for plasterboard. I should take different fittings for plasterboard next time. <laughs> the type I bought were the anchors that you push through and tighten up and they, they're metal and they squeeze out on the inside of the hole etc. And they worked okay but plasterboard can be an unknown because you don't know what's beyond and I think there were two layers of plasterboard and my fittings just went through, just went through because until you've made a hole you don't know. So back to the lathe as mentioned earlier. That's currently laid out in pieces so I can work out a new bench to build for it to sit on, with room to twiddle knobs, etc. Uh, perhaps I'll video that and share it. could be interesting. Video, though, is still difficult as I've just not got the space for a grown-up tripod. There simply isn't enough floor space. And I've yet to design a camera boom mount. Even though the picture that just popped into my head looks good, I might have to pursue that. It could be wood, it could be some aluminium and wood, if aluminium is cheaper than gold at the moment. Now, big project-wise, I've spent time using SketchUp, creating some new display furniture for the shop. Mostly it's simple frames, um, stub wall material, cheapest, you see, overclad with pallet wood. And we need some uniformity in the shop, you see. The existing displays are a higgledy-piggledy arrangement of all sorts of discarded furniture items. And whilst the eclectic style is okay, it doesn't help us plan things, as every space is different. So moving one maker's goods from point A to point J isn't always practical when we shift about to allow for new things. But we've a, a shiny new point-of-sale system to install next week, which will help manage all the stock and the sales. So this is probably the time when it's quiet over full change-about. I took some steps the other day to learn Fusion 360 again. I, I do find that with new software, it, it takes me three goes for it to click, get the basics in, and, and then I'm off, whizzing through it like a person getting to grips with a thing. And the older I get, the harder it is for new things to stick. 
especially complex things like fusion, so I find that the repetition is the easiest. I don't skip any parts of the tutorials. I go over basics multiple times, etc. And any really fiddly things that I want to achieve and will no doubt have a tutorial on YouTube anyway, so I can uh, use those as my reference manual. Of course, when I first started learning how to use software back in the 80s, Illustrator, etc., you had a book, a printed book, you could flick through and make notes in or put post-its on. And that was very useful. Back to tools again. I'm bouncing around, aren't I? I have an old Bosch sander. A PSS 23, I think, if you want the model number. Uh, it's the kind with a rectangular plate that vibrates in an oscillating way. Um, it, it had been squeaking a lot and has been reluctant to get going. <laughs> I understand how that feels. A bit like the issue with the car a few weeks ago. Uh, it'll be bearing-based, so I stripped it apart earlier. Uh, picture on Instagram. Sure enough, of course, other than clogged thingies, you know, the, the little blocks on springs, whatever they're called, I can't remember, it was full of dust, and the lower bearing um, felt horrid. Stiff, yuck. And the internet tells me that removing that could be very hard, in capital letters, so I doused it in WD-40. Uh, it's much nicer now, so we'll see how long that lasts. And I think perhaps some I've got some lithium grease, spray grease, I shall fill it full of. Stop the dust getting at it, essentially. One last thing before I stop. Hurrah! I hear you gasp. I love reading actual printed words. They do seem to be much nicer than words on a screen. Uh, they have a certain permanence on a page that digital things lack. I do have an electronic reading device somewhere, the, the um, whatever it was called, Kobo. Kobo, I think that was it. Yeah, so it's not backlit. Very clever. And and I've read things on that. It's all right. But you're never really sure when you turn the page, if you're turning one page or this page is missing, etc., etc., because they don't physically exist. So I prefer paper books. And being a fully paid-up member of our village library, I toddled over there the other day, and I came home with... The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night's Time by Mark Haddon. I'm on chapter 89 already, <laughs> and it's really super. Read it if you haven't already. Right, I'm going to stop now and go and be creative. So, be safe everyone, keep breathing, catch you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>